the final edition of the Rodney Billups Coaches Show on ESPN Denver 1600 for the 2020 and 2021 Denver Pioneer basketball season. Live from the Pioneer Restaurant Studios on ESPN Denver and presented by Breckenridge Brewery, makers of Avalanche Amber Ale. Remember, with Breckenridge, you're always in good company. My name is Tyler Mon, joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Rodney Billups. And uh, it's a little weird that we're down to our last one. It's the last week in February and uh, getting set to wrap up this regular season. Pioneers hoping to punch a ticket to the Summit League tournament coming up this weekend. But, Coach, the fact that we've gotten down to this uh, this final week of the season, does it feel weird that we're already here? Or is it kind of the, the season that won't end because of all the, the pandemic stuff? and how different travel is and, and all of that. What does this one feel like now that we're getting close to the end of the regular season? I think it feels a little bit of like a little bit of both. You know, it's, it's been a battle-tested season you know, on and off the court with, with the pandemic and, and all the stresses and distractions that came with it. But also, it's like I feel like we've only had a few shows. You know, I feel like we've we've only just begun having conversations about, you know, where we are as a team, as a program. And it, it's going to suck to to not have this for, you know, for the next six or seven months. Coach, for this season, um, you know, we talked at the, the beginning of the year and, um, you know, right out of the gate. Uh, you've got opponents, other schools that you got on the schedule that are having COVID issues and you got to mix the schedule around and um, dealing with stuff, you know, practice wise and your guys coming out of uh, some stuff with a light roster for your first game of the year against Regis. Um, now that we've, you know, gotten almost to the point where this regular season is wrapping up, it feels like you guys have handled this way better than the average school. Uh, in terms of the the protocols, keeping your guys healthy, keeping your guys safe. And I know that we've had some challenges and some games rescheduled, but overall, when you look back at the last few months and how you guys have been able to handle it, working with the university and yourselves as a program, what are your thoughts on on this pandemic season, which hopefully we'll never have to repeat again? You know, for me, man, um, is it, it's uh, I'm caught in between a, a rock and a hard place, right? Because our university did such a great job with being ahead of, of everything. And uh, we got testing as soon as, you know, NCAA may require requirements. We, we, we shut down the facility. We, we did everything. And, and, you know, our leadership, Carlton Creech and, and his, his leadership, they did a great job of just being, uh, being comfortable with the cautiousness of everything that they had to deal with. And uh, we, we haven't had fans in our building yet. We, we haven't had an opportunity to, to get the, the camaraderie that a locker room brings. You know, we, we, we still show up with a backpack full of practice gear and we leave with, with a new uh, uh, a backpack of new laundry for the next day. So we, we really, this year has been really, really good in the sense that we protected our student athletes. Our student athletes did a really good job of being disciplined and staying away from or, or out of harm's way. Uh, with with all the, the the different temptations that that these college kids go through, as far as COVID and, and being you know in the presence of other student athletes or peers around campus, our guys did an unbelievable job with that. Uh, so I, I, I'm stuck, you know, being extremely proud of the way our university handled it and our student athletes. But also, on the flip side of that, you know, we 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 weren't able to 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 play on a level playing field because a lot of the conference schools got to, to have summer access. They, they were in their locker room. They, they had extra access to their facilities. 
they got to lift four or five days a week where we only got to lift two days a week. Like they all, they all had somewhat of a normal year, but because we're in such a metropolitan space, we weren't able to, to live by the university rules. We had to abide by the stage rules. So, you know, it's, it's a tough, it's, it's a tough year for me to evaluate our student athletes on the court, but I know 100% I'm being evaluated as a coach and, and that, that's part of it. But, uh, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a heck of a year for sure. To be in a, a circumstance where you've got a group of guys that you, um, you know, have been building around now for the last couple of years with, you know, Jace Townsend and Taylor Gatlin in their classes, juniors, Robert Jones in the sophomore class, um, you know, Roscoe Eastman in that group, who I know was was celebrating a birthday this week. So happy birthday to Sco. Um, and, and now you got a really talented freshman class as well. Sam Hines Jr. kind of leading the way with that group. Um, this is a, a roster that we're going to see a lot of these faces back next year. Um, their growth from game one, when you look back at late February or even, you know, early February when you guys were able to kind of get together and start uh, getting on the floor from then until now, what have you liked most about the ability for this team to grow together? You know, like I, like I said, it's, it's been a really hard year to, to evaluate the students uh, on the court because we haven't had a lot of time to just develop the skill and, and sit on, uh, sit, sit and watch film and, and do the things that are normal. So it's really hard to, to really get a true evaluation of, in, of our student athletes individually. But from a team standpoint, I thought we did the, the best job we could as, as far as coming together. You know, we talk a lot about getting connected and staying connected and caring about each other. And, and, and I think this group is, is one of the first groups that actually when we break a huddle when we, and Coach Billups or one of the coaches say, hey, I love you guys and I'm proud of you. Everybody says I love you back, and, and there's really some care there now on you know middle of February or end of February that wasn't there at the beginning of the year. So I'm I'm happy about that, you know, and, and hope in hopes that you know we can continue to grow and continue to to build and and put a a better product on the floor from now until you know the end of this season and the start of next season. Coach, as part of a, a season like this, I know we talked early on about the things that you kind of miss out on um, and that your your student athletes miss out on. You can't have movie nights. You can't just have everybody over to, you know, shoot pool or, or do whatever and hang out. Um, from from your vantage point as a coach, what have you missed most about that stuff this year? It's it's so important, obviously, um, to be able to get you to know your guys away from just a, a basketball setting in terms of practice or games. Um, what what have you liked about getting to be around your team in seasons past that you haven't gotten to do this year that you're going to be excited to, to do again next year? You know, you just said it, you know, just having guys over the house and, and just, you know, not talking about basketball, talking about life, you know, and, and uh, them getting to know my family and, and me getting to understand, you know, the values and, and who they come from and where they come from, their families. I miss all that, that fellowship that, that we get when we're just hanging out in the locker room or hanging out after practice. Uh, I, I didn't get any of that because literally at, you know, our, our three hours and, and three and a half hours of care, accountable athletic required hours at the end of that 3.30, our guys had to leave the gym and couldn't come back. So it, it, we just missed on all of the time that, you know, we, we would be able to spend and talk and laugh 
you know, we haven't had a ton of that because of, you know, the results of our games and us trying to prepare for the next game and still trying to be disciplined with COVID outside. So we haven't had a lot of fellowship of just cheer and joy and, and grace. So I miss all of that, man. I'm, I didn't get any of it. And I'm excited to hopefully at some point in the future, get that back. We're going to talk about basketball stuff coming up in uh, in our next segment, but I, I got one more for you before we wrap up this first section on this week's episode uh, of the show. As you mentioned a little while ago, we haven't gotten a chance to have fans in the building this year, and uh, hopefully this is the last time that we're going to have to, to do something like this. And, um, you know, by next November, hopefully we can throw the doors open to, to Hamilton or Magnus or wherever and, and welcome in a big crowd. Um, to Pioneers fans who have not gotten to be there this season, I know how much you guys have missed them, but what do you have to say to them about, you know, the absence of, of them and their energy in the building and how much you guys have missed that. No, we miss it a ton, you know, and, and don't let the, the, the wins and losses deter you from coming back next year uh, because our student athletes, they, they miss you. Our staff misses all the fans that come in, all the loyal season ticket holders. We all, we all miss the, even that camaraderie from, you know, guys standing up until the opponent makes a basket. Or, or he's standing after and, and cheering us on uh, while I do the radio show. So it's, uh, it, it's, you guys are certainly missed. It's something that, that, that we will never, never, ever take for granted. And I encourage all of you to bring more fans so we can, can even build this, this brand of Denver basketball, even to, to a higher. Uh, but yeah, we, we certainly miss you guys. Well, we got a lot of basketball to talk about as we head into the final weekend of the regular season. And uh, Denver will welcome in the Omaha Mavericks coming up on Friday and Saturday. We'll talk about that when we return as the Coach Rodney Billups show, the final edition for the regular season here in 2021 from the Pioneer Restaurant Studios and presented by Breckenridge Brewery back in a minute on ESPN Denver 1600. My name's Tony Tornado. I write and star in my own shows and movies. My crew knows that I dream of Hollywood. They also know that I love Mountain Dew. But there's so much more they don't know. Sometimes at night, I look up at the stars and think, I know why Mountain Dew's so crucial to my existence, but does anybody else? See, Dew's the green gold circulating through my veins. It makes Tony Tornado believe that he can do anything. So now you know my secret. But there's so much more you don't know. Do the do. Hi, this is Todd Usry, president of Breckenridge Brewery. When we settled into Littleton, we wanted to feel like home to everyone who visited. So we built the farmhouse restaurant. Comfort food menu is made to complement the fresh beer brewed right here on site. My personal favorite spot is the beer garden. Love sitting next to the fire, listening to bluegrass with a beer, looking out at the open mountain view. Stop by on the weekends for brunch or come see us anytime. Check out breckbrew.com for more info. Here at the farmhouse, you're always in good company. Out here, we charge into the heartland with Mountain Dew. Out here, there's no rush hour, just the rush of flying wide open on glassy water at 5 a.m. with your first dew in hand. And there's no spin class, just bright green spinnerbait that ironically matches your second dew. Out here, we don't just play big buck hunt, we hunt actual big bucks. And out here, the best road is off-road, and the color of your truck is mud. Out here, it's dew. 
Continuing along on the Coach Rodney Billups show presented by Breckenridge Brewery and live from the Pioneer Restaurant Studios on ESPN Denver 1600. My name is Tyler Mon talking Denver Pioneers basketball with the head coach of the Pioneers, Rodney Billups, for the final time in our weekly, uh, or I guess sort of semi-weekly uh, show schedule this year. And Coach, you get an opportunity coming up this weekend against the Omaha Mavericks uh, to punch your ticket to the Summit League Tournament. We'll talk about that coming up here in uh, in just a little bit. This past weekend, on the road to Kansas City, you're taking on a, a team that's one of the best defensive programs in college basketball right now. They're a top 10 program in terms of their scoring defense. They've done some really good things over the last few seasons uh, to put themselves in that conversation, kind of build that reputation as being a, a physical, tough defensive group. You guys did uh, a lot of really good things. You don't come away with a win, but shot the ball pretty well. Um, I thought played pretty good defense for the most part over the weekend, save maybe a run here and there on Friday and Saturday. Um, what were your biggest takeaways from, uh, from the matchups with Kansas City? You know, I thought that they – uh, we're extremely tough. I thought they uh, they have a point guard in, in Brandon McKissick that just would not let his team lose, uh, and that was extremely impressive to me because we hadn't played against a kid like that uh, for a very long time. I think I I can recall the the guards at Omaha when we first got into the league uh, a bit like that as far as just toughness and willing their team to win. And um, I, I thought he was I thought he was outstanding, but from from the Denver Pioneer standpoint, I thought we played we played really well. I thought, you know, we 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 shot ourselves in the foot with missed free throws. We shot ourselves in the foot with turnovers. But outside of that, we got good shots. Uh, we made those shots at a at a really high clip, and we played good defense. You know, well enough to to win a game. We just uh, we 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 really put ourselves at a disadvantage. We're not making free throws. We missed, uh, we missed eleven free throws both games and. And a lot of those free throws that we missed were front ends of one-on-one. One. So, really, it could be anywhere north of 15 free throws a game if you uh, account for those. So, we, we really just we, – we, we beat ourselves. And we lost to a team that was, that was good. They, they had been trending in the right direction, just like Western Illinois, just like, you know, uh, North Dakota. Uh, and, and Omaha will, will be trending the same way. They just, they just got their first win. So, uh, you know, we, we, we just got to – take care of what we what we do and, and continue to, to lock in on, on uh, the personnel from for the opponent but I thought we played well enough to win the game this past weekend really the past two weekends um, you could make the the argument or kind of the perfect example of how balance the summit league can be you get a, a program like north dakota that it kind of struggled and um you know they come in here and they play a couple of really good games you go to overtime you get a win over them then they go home they knock off a south dakota team that had lost one conference game prior uh to that weekend not only knock them off but knock them off twice and then north dakota goes on the road they lose to a previously winless team in omaha um what is it about this league and i know we've talked about this in seasons past i don't feel like we've discussed it as much this year but when you look at the the parody you know from one through nine nine uh in the conference why is it that there it seems like on any given night can be those upsets like we've seen over the last few weeks everybody's good right now you know everybody's shooting the ball well and, and it's everybody's a bit different you know and uh the, the results come from who who were, was able to impose their will and who was able to dictate the pace or or, or make the shots that they typically make so uh you know, coaches are, are doing a phenomenal job preparing their, their teams for the conference tournament and getting them playing the best basketball when, when their best is needed. And that's what you see right now. 
you know, it sucks that you, you look at the Oral Roberts and South Dakota game that got canceled. That was essentially uh, a game that, that could determine the number one seed going into the tournament. And that game gets canceled because the staffer gets COVID uh, or test positive for COVID. So, you know, any, anybody, like you said, can beat anybody. Uh, but, it you know, that the team that makes the least amount of mistakes and the team that can impose their will or, or their – their game plan the best will win no matter if you're one through nine. This weekend, you get a chance to go against uh, an Omaha team that, at least from uh, an outsider's perspective, like me or, or some other media members, I'm sure, uh, they are somewhat confounding in the, the last few seasons. I mean, a couple of years ago, Omaha's a 20-plus win team, and they're playing a, a game that I believe went to overtime in a conference championship game and almost uh, got a chance to, to go play in the NCAA tournament. This year, they've really struggled, and I know uh, Darren Hansen and his coaching staff, they've kind of ridden those peaks and valleys. They, they give their guys a lot of freedom, a lot of leeway to do different things. They're sort of a, a freewheeling group uh, in the, the schemes that they play. For this year's team and what you've been able to see about Omaha, um, what are their strengths? And uh, and especially last weekend, being able to get that win over North Dakota, the, what do they do well when they get wins? You know, it's different every game, it seems. You know, I've watched their last five games and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a bit sporadic on offense. Uh, they, they play in the ball screen. And they're 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 good when uh, when they can create an advantage with their pace. They're really good when Matt Powell is playing close to the basket. His physicality around the basket offensively is second to none in our in our league, in my opinion. Uh, so I, you know, when they're good, they're 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 soaring with their strengths, playing in the ball screen and throwing to the ball to, to Matt Powell down uh, close to the basket. But defensively. Uh, you know, they, they're a lot like us. They're, they're, they're a bit undisciplined. Um, you know, they, they have a tendency to, to let their offense dictate their defense and, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here, but uh, that's what I see in the, in the last five games, but they're, they are trending in the right direction. And it's not a game that, that we could take lightly because we have to win both. We have to win Friday uh, and Saturday for us to get into the tournament. So uh, I'm studying them like crazy with the intent to, to take away their, their strengths and, and make them do something that they're not used to doing and play uncomfortable basketball for 80 minutes, not just on Friday for 40, but for Friday and Saturday. I remember one of the things that we talked about uh, my first season was how every every personality on a team has to be coached a little bit different and every team from year to year has to be coached a little bit different. And your answer for this year's team is different, I would imagine, than what have been for last year's or two years ago or three years ago. But coming into a weekend like this, when you know that you do have to win both now to, to make it into the conference tournament, how do you communicate that, the urgency of that to your guys? I mean, obviously they know and they know what's at stake, but what is the the identity of this team like when you communicate with them about going into a weekend this big? You know, it's tough. Uh, it's, it's tough for, for me to to actually communicate the seriousness of it outside of saying we win or go home, right? And like Jace Townsend and, and Taylor Gall and Robert Jones, Roscoe Eastman, the guy, Giovanni, the, the guys that were here, Tristan, they understand the magnitude of it. But without a day murky out there, you know, and, and having him be our, our, our confidence, you know, it's, it's, this is a, uh, this is un, uncharted territory for our team. Uh, so, 
know, I, I fully anticipate that we're going to have unbelievable energy. I fully anticipate that we're going to get it done. But uh, this week's preparation is a bit different than, than any other week this year. Uh, and, you know, with, with all the things that we've gone through, you know, the, the pressure shouldn't be, it, it shouldn't, there's more pressure getting up and going to class in, in, a, in a pandemic. There's more pressure, you know, with, with online classes to stay focused. There's more, there, there's more pressure, uh, in my opinion, than, than showing up and playing a basketball game. So our guys will be mentally prepared for it, and, and our staff certainly will be ready for it as well. All right, Coach, final point for you. Uh, biggest keys to, to come away with these two wins this weekend against Omaha, get yourself into the tournament. We, we certainly have to take care of the ball. We cannot let them live in transition. They have two really good guards that, that really love to, to thrive, love and thrive in, in transition. We got to take care of the ball and take the right shots. Uh, we got to stay, stay composed throughout the, the, the full 40 minutes on Friday. Um, and we got to make them uncomfortable defensively. We got to put some pressure on the ball. We got to contest every shot. Uh, and we got to turn around and box out. So, Easy game, you know, in a sense that we take care of the ball, we we make them uncomfortable, and, and we play every shot and rebound. So we get it done, we, we come out victorious. That's head coach of the Pioneers, Rodney Billups, Denver and Omaha this weekend uh, from Hamilton Gymnasium, 4 o'clock tip-offs for both Friday and Saturday's games, and uh, hopefully some more hopes to follow in the first week of March in the Summit League Tournament. And uh, Coach, our final Coaches Show of the year, uh, I got to give you a, a preemptive congratulations because by the time we do our next Coaches Show, you're going to be a dad, which is pretty yeah, awesome. Father, it's Congrats. crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. What's the nerve? But I appreciate like right that. Now? You know what? I'm trying not to think about it. You know, uh, I got 17 kids right now that I'm trying to to nurture, <laughs> for lack of better words. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying not to think about it. I'll dive back into it once the season is over. But May, May, man, I'll be. Yeah. The next one will be May's going to be a very. That you got right. Exactly. Now. <laughs> exactly. May, May's going to be an expensive month with Mother's Day. My wife's birthday and my son. So yeah, this can be a lot. That is a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Coach. We'll uh we'll get to break down the first few months of fatherhood by the by the time we get to do this next. (laughs) Sounds good. I appreciate you. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Coach Rodney Billups Show from the Pioneer Restaurant Studios and presented by Breckenridge Brewery. He's Rodney Billups. I'm Tyler Mom. We'll talk to you this weekend on ESPN Denver 1600.